Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey lovers, welcome to Sex at Work, a podcast of conversations with people whose jobs have to do with sex. I'm Wyo Lee, and this is part of my mission to make the world a sexier place. Today's guest is a friend and constant inspiration. She's the type of wild child that I think people often mistake me for, so I try to soak up her sense of permission as much as humanly possible. If you are watching this on the YouTube version, you will see how much she moves around in her body, and this conversation also definitely inspired me to begin exploring my own body in some new ways. 
Our guest today is a sex educator and somatic healer, but before she told me those official words, I had her written down as a healer slash pussy magician slash good friend. And she is someone who truly, in my mind, embodies the meaning of what it is to be a lover. Welcome, Adriana Rizzolo. Thank you, Laya. I'm so happy to be here, and I love this topic. So when I saw it, I immediately was like, yes. I'm so excited to have you here, and I would like to know, in your line of work, how do you understand the definition of the word sexy? Ooh, what a great question. In the work that I do with people, I would say sexy is being informed. Great. It literally is like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, wow, like, this is a really great thing, because it's not what I would think, or maybe what one might think, but I don't know what people think. And how does your idea of sexy change for you outside the context of your work? Well, it changes in the sense that I get to explore it on deeper layers and levels of intimacy, like in my partnership. There's a professional thing happening when I'm working with helping people understand more about their bodies and about their arousal and things like that. So there's just natural boundaries. I'm not getting turned on in those experiences. I'm holding a space for people to explore their desire and arousal and also just informing what it is that they're looking at, what it is they're feeling. And so in some ways, I feel like it deepens also my connection in outside of the work, meaning the work that I share has come from me learning these things for myself. And so that has deepened my sexual experiences with my partner, as well as my own sexual experiences with myself. So they're both connected and also not in some ways. And can you just tell us what led you to this line of work? And like, what exactly do you do? Oh, gosh. (laughs) So what led me to this line of work is honestly, like, one, just always having this kind of natural sexual energy, you know, like, like ever since I was a kid. And just always feeling like in tune with that. And then at some point, really shutting it down and finding a deep disconnection from it. And then, you know, different experiences that I had in life that really kind of highlighted the shadow elements of sexuality, meaning, you know, the not so desirable experiences that we go through and everything from trauma to, you know, just bad fucking decisions, you know, that really (laughs) led me places where I didn't want to go. And at the same time, they really brought me into a desire to know more, to understand more about where does my desire come from? What does arousal like me and like the different ways? And so part of what I do is help people explore, like, for example, arousal is something that can be responsive or something that can be spontaneous. And so that's like an example of some things that I'll explore with people, but also just helping them to get in better touch with their G-spot more specifically. I was going to say, what I really want to know is about squirting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The G-spot ejaculation and an orgasm is part of, I've studied with a teacher named Deborah Sundahl, who's been, you know, teaching this body of work since like 1980, since the year I was born, basically, it's almost 40 amazing. years. So I learned a lot and continue to, she's, you know, one of my mentors and teachers to learn all about the exploration of the G-spot. So even before we get to orgasm and ejaculation, there's this whole part of our body that oftentimes people know this kind of like finger thing of like a G-spot orgasm is like, this is like the most basic understanding is like the come hither finger or whatever. I don't even necessarily want to say that because it's so basic, but that's the basic understanding. But what's actually true is that there's just a whole fully functioning anatomical organ in the vagina. And that starts at the urethral sponge. And that wraps, you know, all the way around that has a head that has a body that has a back. 
And so part of the work that I do is helping people map that, like really getting in touch with it, both physically and emotionally as a way of connecting to their body in a way that actually empowers them, right? Before we even get to the orgasm and ejaculation, that in itself is just so empowering to really feel like there's this big thing in my pussy that like has literally been left out of like most anatomy to this day. It's even still left out of most anatomical diagrams and education. So it's really cool. And then the other piece of it is working towards full orgasm, which is really the full body orgasm. A G-spot orgasm is even physiologically, you know, the vagus nerve, it runs all the way down into our cervix and all the way down into that. So that's, you know, the G-spot orgasm is more of the like, you know, like scream your head off, like not like, ah, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like this deep feeling actual thing. And then the ejaculation piece, there's 900 billion things I could say about it. But briefly, oftentimes, you know, there's this sense and this urge to pee. That is part of the reason why a lot of people hold it back. And Mm -hmm. sometimes just knowing that you can always pee beforehand before you practice or before, you know, you're exploring this with your loved ones. And I think that that experience in itself is really empowering because it's literal flow. And it's also connected to lots of ancient traditions that would actually honor this prosthetic fluid that comes out of the vagina, you know, and that it's not pee and that it's really amazing and that everybody can have these experiences. For some people I've worked with, it takes longer, right? But even in that, when it takes longer, like if they've never had a full body orgasm or an internal or G-spot orgasm, if that's what they want, like it's also like, if you don't want that, who cares? But for people that want it, what they learn in that time in between is so profound. Like they get such a deep dose of intimacy, right? Cause you have to really learn how to like, what do you do when you're like getting fucked and you're like, you can't even feel right. Like there's so many things that we can do somatically even to like get present, to like look at something in your room. That's really beautiful and focus on that as a way of staying there with the experience that's arising. So it's a radical compassion also that I think gets cultivated And eventually everyone can experience G-spot orgasm and ejaculation if they choose to, for sure. It just sometimes takes time. For other people, it's just like, wait, I didn't know it wasn't pee. And then the next time you have the urge, you just push or let it out a little bit. One of the other keys is if you're using a toy or if there's a cock, usually you want to take it out. Mm -hmm. That will also help the flow come out more easily. And sometimes it's not, of course, like in porn, it's always squirting. And that's kind of even the word, right? You're like, oh, I don't know about squirting, but in porn, Typically, people have very young bodies, which is amazing, and they have very strong bodies, and mm-hmm. it's their job. They have this amazing job. So their ejaculate looks like fucking squirting. Most people doesn't. You know, it looks like a trickle. It looks like a flood. Mine's a big wet spot, or it gets in my master's hand, you know? <laughs> yeah, or there's like, you could really see it, and, and you know, you could smell it, you could taste it. It's just a beautiful way of connecting to the essence of, I think, our own true nature that really is life and it's love and it's something that is really, really repressed, I think, in a lot of vaginas. So tell us what your day to day, like what is working look like for you? What are the sexy parts? And then what are the parts that are not so sexy? So as a somatic healer, I don't always work with sexuality. That's one of the things I do. I work with lots of different things. But in terms of the sexuality, education, work, I oftentimes will gather groups of people that have vaginas and small groups. I have like a a way of working with this G-spot exploration. I think one of the sexiest parts about it is just the revelations that people have. You know, and one of the exercises we do, especially in the beginning, is just looking at it. It's just looking at your pussy with a mirror. But also, you know, I come from traditional yogic backgrounds, mystical traditions from India, you know, so I've been to India many times and I've explored what it means to actually receive energy from 
what they call in India, the goddess, which means the divine feminine aspect of reality that is compassion, that is pure energy. They call it Shakti, right? So I have this whole background in like this devotional nature, you know, of awakening our devotional nature that we're meant to live in devotion to something greater than us, meaning nature and the mother earth, you know, anything that you really connect to, right? And so it's cool because of the sexuality work, I think part of the sexiest part of it for me, again, which feels kind of like an answer that maybe, I don't know, someone else wouldn't have, but when people really connect to that, to that own devotion, to their own body, to seeing themselves with their own eyes, not through the lens of what we've been taught, you know, to see or to not see, to feel or to not feel, right? And so when we do these in the beginning of, of the practices, and I do this work one-on-one sometimes in the coaching work I do with people in terms of intimacy, and, you know, a lot of people reignite love, they reignite arousal, you know, with partners and all types of things happen, you know, that are possible when we get support. I think it's really cool to kind of let and open the invitation up for people to really see their pussy as that energy of the goddess. When you're looking, you're not just like, you're looking at this flesh and this anatomy, right? But you're also receiving this sacred, like your pussy, you know, it births energetically, but also physically for those that want to, you know, life, like literal life. It's the most powerful thing on the planet, you know? And so at least in the human body, I guess I could say. And so there's this reciprocal relationship that I think is one of the sexiest aspects of the work that I do. And of course, I love then when people text me whenever and they're like, oh my God, I squirted. And you know, my voice, like, I feel like I could use my voice, like my voice changed somehow. And you know, cause there's such a connection to our pussy, to our voice yeah. and just the healing of trauma that just comes from being informed. You know, I of course love that. Those are like highlights and sexy moments, but I really also love the subtlety of everything else because I believe that nuance is so essential to our relational health and healing. And, you know, that nuance comes from these other moments where it's like, God, I was touching my G-spot and it just felt numb and I, or I felt a little sadness or some grief or pleasure, you know, even just letting ourselves open to pleasure a little bit at a time yeah. so it can actually become more sustainable as opposed to having an idea of how something should be. And then we continuously fall short, which is like the paradigm that we're all hopefully, you know, shaking ourselves and squirting ourselves out of, I guess I could say. <laughs> Fuck yeah. With the sex stuff, how do you handle communication and boundaries around your personal and professional life? That's a great question. One of the ways I handle it is I have a really great therapist that I've had for a very long time. <laughs> and it's really important to me to have support. Literally, it's like it creates a boundary for me. And and also that I have my own mentor and coach. And then I have my own teacher that I mentioned, Deborah Sundahl. And, you know, it's like having people that are either elders or people that have like real professional understanding of boundaries and things like that, that can help me implement them. Mm. I think it's tricky. <laughs> I don't think I have a yeah. great answer, to be honest. I think I have a lot of experience and I have more questions than answers, to be completely honest. But I do feel like the support that I have is like one of the main things, because sometimes when I work with people and that sexual element is there, you know, like I said, one of the boundaries for me is when I'm working in that professional way, if I'm coaching people or I'm doing this sexual education, one of the ways I think I also create a boundary is that I don't get turned on in the process. For me personally, that's just something that makes me feel really safe in that context that makes it different than when I'm with my partner or, yeah. you know, we're exploring things or, you know, where I do open up to actually, of course, you know, my own pleasure and that kind of thing. So I also kind of hold that, I think, because mm -hmm. it really is about the people I'm working with and it's not necessarily about that. And then 
if there is an element of that, it's just consent, right? What you said, communication, obviously so much of us are doing things online now, but even like touch, right? Cause some yeah. of the work I do is like somatic touch. And so it's like, okay, like if I offer somebody like, you know, this kind of nourishing touch or what kind of touch do you feel like you need right now? Or what part of your body? And they put their hands on their shoulders like this, you know, and then I might ask, like, is it okay if I do that and also kind of send you some nourishing energy or some nurturing energy right now? You know, so that way people can say yes or no, you know, and then people are like, yeah, please, you know, and you're like, okay, great. Like, it's all about, you know, of course, you're, I feel like, so well versed in this. And one of the things I love about you and your work is just that consent and the availability and how sexy creating boundaries really can be, right? And it's really essential for that sexual energy and arousal, even in our partnerships, it's so essential to have boundaries, you know, and to understand what that means for each of us. Cause it's a word that literally means nothing until we understand it Absolutely. for ourselves. So I love asking it. Yeah. That's like a little bit, but of course it's like this a huge question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I'm also just curious lovers. This episode is sponsored by blue chew. If you were listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out bluechew.com. Bluechew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, No dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say... The night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Have you been in a situation where you've had to like use kind of like grown up professional language in spheres where people aren't as familiar with sex? Like how do you kind of navigate that? Like how do you gauge people or find a baseline? Yeah, I think if you're working, obviously, like with an individual, they usually will come to me, you know, and be like, I want help with reactivating my sexuality and my marriage, or I want to feel connected to my body. I've never had an orgasm, or I've only had clitoral orgasms, and I want to learn more, or I just feel like I want to feel more empowered, you know, so I think that that's there. But I think, you know, I've experienced this with friends, actually, Mm -hmm. you know, interestingly, And I just think people tell you like really clearly, you know what I mean? Like, and I just listen to people, you know, if I'm like talking about it. I don't. I think humans are very confusing. (laughs) Well, they can be. Yeah, that's true. But I guess I'm thinking of people where I've been like, here's a dildo for your Christmas party. You know what I mean? And then like being like, 
oh, maybe that was like too much. You know, and other people, when I tell them about my work, you know, and they're just like, well, I don't have time to self-pleasure. And I'm just like, wow, okay. You know, and from my perspective, I'm like, you better fucking make some time. Like that is an important part of your body. Like there's a lot going on there, but also what the fuck? It's none of my business. You know, this person's doing other stuff. Great. So I think it is confusing for sure. But I think when you and I are also just people that are like, this is the most normal thing ever. Just like talk about sex and pussies and, you know, all these things that are just like so normal to us that, you know, we have to just keep practicing having that external awareness of like subtlety and things like that. That's just a process, I think, for me, for sure. Absolutely. Here's a question for you. Do you identify as a sex worker? I do not. I work with sex workers. Like my clients are sex workers. Obviously, I guess it's interesting to think about what does that mean? Yeah. Where's the line? That's where this question comes from. Yeah. Where is the line? I don't know. I mean, I have no idea where the line is, but I feel like people that I work with, like in my one-on-one coaching, a lot of them have been sex workers that are like, I know I have this powerful gift and how else can I share this gift? You know, Mm -hmm. like I want to explore many ways of sharing this way that I know how to work with people's energy, how, how to open to love, how to really be in this comfort with my sexuality? How do I share this with other people that have vaginas, for example, if there's somebody with a vagina that's typically in that world of, you know, offering pleasure, you know, in exchange for money in those kinds of situations. So I do work with a lot of people in that world and I love it and I think it's great, but I don't consider myself a sex worker. What have you learned about sexual, social, and cultural norms that has surprised you, that you like to shift, and that you love? That has surprised me. I mean, I was surprised when you were like, people don't want to make time for self-pleasure. Yeah. I mean, that also is a surprise to me. It it also, like, I think it's kind of just my own ignorance in a certain way, but I oftentimes will feel surprised when like somebody, yeah, doesn't prioritize that or doesn't really see the effect that the ways that these topics and experiences staying hidden, you know, it naturally creates a lot of shadows around it. Like to me, that feels like really surprising just in the sense where I'm like, well, if you talk about it, it just makes it more healthy. But I guess that also kind of goes into the second question you were going to ask me. So, you know, of just like what I feel like I really want to change, you know, is just that experience of feeling so alone and isolated in our sex lives. Like I get it, like a certain level, my personal sex life, I do have a certain standard around its privacy just because of the work I do. And, yeah. you know, I, I privacy is, is a thing, right? But the boundary between like privacy and secrecy is something I've learned a lot about over the years. And like sometimes that secrecy, although I love secrets and that kind of thing too, but you know, what is going to actually perpetuate shame and what's going to liberate us from shame, you know? And so that's kind of, for me, the dance of that and what I really, really hope to, and I can feel that from the people I work with, I really help support is that there's many ways to use sexual energy if you're already connected to it. And if you're not connected to it, connecting to it helps us really free ourselves from a lot of the shame that we've been taught to carry that really isn't ours. It just really comes from a fear-based system. It comes from all types of systemic, you know, issues and problems that is really something that each of us, I think, can individually change and then support, you know, that change in others in whatever ways we're meant to. Even if it's conversations with your friends and things like that, you know, it, it brings up so much like, ooh, 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 like weirdness. So I think it's really good to start sharing it in places that feel safe and supportive, you know, and expand out a little bit at a time from there. What have you learned about social and cultural norms that you love? 
I think it's like kind of the new thing. I mean, cultural to hear, you know, because this isn't everywhere in the world at all. But I think that one of the things I love is that there's this way that I've found kind of a counterculture around the appreciation of the body, not just in a sexual way, just like the body as a sacred thing, just because it is a body. Right. And then from there that we get to choose, you know, how we want to express that energy or not. You know, I think that one of the things I really love about what I've seen the movement towards is the body as art, the body as something that is sacred and is connected to the earth, you know, that we can't disrespect, you know, our bodies and not be disrespecting the earth that we can't, you know, disrespect the earth and not on some level be disrespecting ourselves and also the ways that we're connected to other people and humanity itself. I love that that seems like something that's awakening now, especially in my realm of like spirituality, that the somatics, like the body, that sexuality, that rage, that these things that are so have been so repressed for so long in terms of our connection to what actually feels good and safe for us. I see that changing. And I feel I have a lot of hope around that because of the ways that things are changing and, you know, pronouns and the specificity of the ways we relate. I really feel super inspired by continuing to learn and also grow in those areas because I feel like, oh, we can all be ourselves so much more, the more, you know, specific and open we are to that. I really love that. And on that note, if you could wave a magic wand and teach everyone in the whole wide world something about sex, what would it be? If I could wave a magic wand and teach everybody in the entire world something about sex, it would be that like you can fuck God, you know, that it's like that it belongs in every room. You know what I mean? That there's something really, really sacred. And by sacred, I mean both of this world very deeply, meaning like this material reality, the body that you can feel, and also the spiritual, you know, that there's something that it can connect us so naturally to the part of us that does go beyond the body that we really oftentimes need a connection to in order to feel like we could fucking handle being on this earth, which is very intense, you know, which is not always fun. And so I think both like the transcendental experience, but also how much more rooted our sex and our sex lives can bring us into communion, you know, with the ones that we love, even in friendships and things like that, exploring, you know, opening up dialogues and and things like that. So that's what I would say. Okay. How has the work that you do affected your personal sex life? Well, I would say it's affected it completely because it has created so much more of an expansive both vocabulary, but also awareness and experiential learning of my own sexuality, you know? And and so because I'm not somebody who like learns something intellectually and then just kind of repeats it, it's like I have to experience something to feel like I have something to share. So it completely has changed everything <laughs> and has made it so much more juicy and rich and like empowered and like longer orgasms and more juicy, like wetness and, you know, all these things that I know that the things that I've been learning and then the space that I hold for others, it continually grows that and including like the places where I get stuck, you know, the edges of intimacy and sexuality and those moments of feeling like, oh gosh, like I'm leaving my body. Like those moments that I've healed through my own process and that my work is related to has completely made my sex life and my connection to my sexuality so much more alive and aware and powerful, like to also really use sexual energy to heal 
to heal things like grief, to create, to make things that I don't yet kind of have, but I know in my heart I want or that my soul is really here to experience. And I believe that sexual energy also has that power to create and help us remove the things that are getting in the way of us feeling, you know, too insecure or full of self-doubt or, you know, those things that really hold us back from being in our full expression and humanness and aliveness. And sexuality, like intimacy as like something with life, right? Like it's like when I look out the window and I see the sun on that tree there that I wake up with in the morning and this intimacy that I have with that energy. And there's just something like very erotic about that to me, not like meaning sex, but just that Eros, which is really that one of my teachers, Zenevir Sophia Dow, talks about Eros as the desire within us to belong. Mm. So it's like, I'm a deep person and I love being a deep person. And to me, that's just like, wow, like this fulfills this like deep need in me to belong on this planet, you know, which is not something I've always felt. So it's not just about sex, you know, although that can do that, but there's just so many ways to welcome that energy in that I think is so beautiful and so fucking necessary. Second to lastly, how do you hope your work makes the world a sexier place? I hope that my work empowers people that have vaginas to feel like they can be connected to that energy that I was just talking about in any moment when they really need it. So as like a resource for their own sense of peace and understanding and calmness, you know, that they really feel that whether there's a lack of connection there now or there's an overabundance of that energy that feels like out of control, you know, that there's this relationship that we can build that really does change the way we perceive the world because everything is everything that we perceive about ourselves in the world is coming from this inner state of being, right? Or even physiologically, our autonomic nervous system is what dictates everything we see and feel. And these practices really support people in creating a more healthy relationship to so many things. So I feel very inspired by that. And anyone that has the courage to explore that is definitely heroic in my heart. Fuck yeah. Lastly, what advice would you give to someone who is in the process of gathering resources to build a mobile playship that she would go around the country in as a dominatrix facilitating sexual experiences and explorations and also art explorations for people everywhere. Do you have any like sex or love or just advice in general for that hypothetical situation? I love that situation. I will definitely be on board at some point whenever you come. Yes, you will. (laughs) Wherever you are or who this person is and The advice that I would give and the resource that I would give is to like stay really close to the like the joy that you or this person experiences when they think about this and to kind of make, you know, one small action step towards building and creating that, you know, literally every day you're doing it in this moment. But, you know, I think that that would be my advice or, you know, the resource of like your own vision and how fucking powerful it is when you hold it and as well as have others help you hold it. Because I think that that I know for me is essential to have like people that like a coach or, you know, somebody in my life that can really like, this is where I'm going, but also help me reflect on why am I doing this? You know? So staying close to like, why are you doing this? And the passion and the desire of that soul, like, this is why I want to do this. This is why I care about this so much. So that would be my recommendation or invitation, I should say. Adriana, thank you so much for being on the show. Can you tell us where can we find you on the internet? Yeah. So on Instagram, where I do lots of my writing is Art of Loving. 
And then you can find our embodiment, like spiritual and somatic practices on bodytemple.church, which is a church that celebrates all bodies and all experiences of being in a body. And it's really fun. And I do mostly, you know, right now, one-on-one work and helping people explore everything from money and business to orgasms. Those are really the only two things I feel like I want to talk about anymore. (laughs) I get it. Money and orgasms. (laughs) These are the areas the world needs help. It is. Well, thank you for helping us in those areas. And uh, I look forward to learning more from you. Oh, I love you, Wyo. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. And you have such great questions and your enthusiasm is just so healing, you know. And so thank you for having me. Lovers, that is this week's episode of Sex at Work. And you can find Adriana on Instagram at artofloving or visit bodytemple.church. And a reminder, if you want 30% off your next specialty lube order from Cake and you want to support our Building a Playship, which means a trailer filled with art supplies and sex toys that I would like to go around the country in, visit hellocake.com and use the code SEXATWORK to get 30% off. Join the mission for the collective and also for your self-pleasure. That is hellocake.com and use the code SEXATWORK. Please remember to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You have the opportunity to do your part to make the world a sexier place by leaving up to five stars on Apple Podcasts. And subscribing, liking, and commenting on videos is another great way to leave feedback and to get that algorithm boost for improvements in sex lives everywhere. If you want to hear personal stories from lovers around the world, go subscribe and listen to Sex Stories wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to support Mission 69 directly and listen to more of my personal details, hear some of the questions that I noodle on, or see my personal portraits, visit Mission 69.org. To share your work-related sex stories, email me, wyo at sexstoriespodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at sexstoriespod and follow me at wyo lee. Sex at Work is a creation by me, wyo lee, with editing by the incredible Kimberly Loftus. Remember to keep asking yourself, do I have time for self-pleasure? And please, as always, keep making and sharing sex stories. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.